0: Live from the Vegas studios, it is Weekend Geek Updates. Smurf here. And guess what, folks? We got a new bunch of greenies, some fresh recruits <laughs> right off the podcasting train. I'm talking about the Punk Rock Horror Podcast, and we've got Matt and Zach. Or do you want me to give you, like, your titles? Because you, I can't give the appropriate zeal. That you give your titles,
2: <laughs> it's okay. I, you can call you can call me the undead Matt. That's fine. I also am fine just being called Matt. Just Matt. Yeah, <laughs> we're still picking on the name for for Zach because because obviously I'm undead Matt and Cody's Krampus Cody. Let's be right. honest, it's
3: either going to be Zombie Zach or Loomis sixty nine. <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> Dirty. <laughs> In case you guys miss it, I made an appearance on their podcast a few weeks ago
0: to discuss the Colorado Festival of Horror. And now that that is in the rearview mirror, it is time to reflect and think and contemplate and get a front floor perspective, if you will, mm-hmm. from a couple of the gentlemen that covered the 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 Horror Fest. Because I was busy. And I was... Drink. You were
3: a you machine were, you, were
2: definitely, <laughs> you were definitely weren't busy. Don't lie. To I don't know if I would go with machine,
3: but Well we we see the we saw it completely differently. Matt was just like, nah, he's not busy, and I'm just no, like he's no, moving he's moving like the flash. <laughs> I was moving all over the
0: place. I couldn't um not be busy and it seemed like I always had a glass of wine in my hand. I went like hell, I was drinking from Thursday to to, to Sunday. To Thanks. Monday almost. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. Because it was like midnight. Sunday, which would be Monday morning, then I, I finally stopped.
2: Yeah, yeah that, uh, that was, like, wh- I will say that was, like, one. First of all, I got to say thank you so much for bringing us on. Of course. Us on. Uh, it's very surreal having you say our show name, because that's something I never thought would happen. <laughs> so just know that gives me, like, a big, huge
0: smile. So is this, like, a bucket list? You're, like, just checking off bucket list items, like, okay, done. Okay, <laughs>
2: done.
3: And it, you're in the studio.
2: To, to an extent, yeah, to an extent. You're, you, <laughs> yeah. He's got a long it,
3: Elder Scroll in uh, the backseat of his yeah. car, and he but just crosses I don't want to show you how
2: long the list is. I'm afraid it might scare you away. <laughs>
3: no.
0: <laughs> um
2: but yeah like that was actually really interesting seeing the like difference in dynamics of like how people are getting through it where it's like on one end we're talking to somebody who's just like staying up with like little to no sleep and it's yeah. just like marathoning it to people who are just like sleeping too much and some that like you just like need that like little you know confidence from the bottle to keep pushing forward.
0: Uh, It wasn't even the bottle. That was just just so I had a sidekick. I didn't have a sidekick for the weekend. Red was tied up at the table. Mm -hmm. And PJ, you saw poor PJ. That dude. Okay, so PJ... Uh, for you guys at home, had, like, a, a pinched nerve. Oh, no. So, so that's mm-hmm. why he looked like Nostradamus, you know, with Quasimodo, kind of like, <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was wondering why he yelled out, Sanchei! That's
0: exactly why. <laughs> so he's, PJ's jacked up. Ryan checks out early on us because he's got, he, he ate something that just fucked him up. Uh. So I was like, dude, don't, street vendors, they're the worst. <laughs> stay, unless you know, or they have a line, stay away from them. So... Ryan, yeah, because it was like late Friday night. I forgot what we were doing. It was late Friday night. It was late Saturday. I late Saturday night. Tacos. Yeah, and we <laughs> went for like down the Federal and picked up some some street tacos and probably should have just left them there. But <laughs> damn. So Ryan checks in with me on on uh, Sunday because he was done. He was he was yeah. he, was, he barely sitting, held on. He yeah. actually checked out on Sunday. So it was fr- or Saturday. So it was Friday night. That the street taco incident
2: happened. He's like, take me out, coach. I
0: can't. Pretty much. He's like, Smurf, tag me out. I, I, I'm sorry. And out he goes. And I'm like, son of a bitch.
3: PJ, if you're going to spew, spew into this. No,
0: PJ. <laughs> now, PJ probably would have been better if he puked. But I mean, poor PJ, he's popping pills to deal with the shoulder pain. Saturday night comes, and he's up there for the drink and draw mm-hmm. because our artist backed out. And he's like sitting there kind of trying to swing this dead right arm. <laughs> To oh, do no, this no, no, picture,
1: poor guy. Now, wait till you see this.
0: It's gonna be a doozy. And he's <laughs> he he gets in there and and dukes it out with uh, G. He he had, he didn't make it past the first round, but of course he he gave it the the good college try, <laughs> which is good to see. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm without a sidekick because Red didn't join me till later. So I just <sighs> I just. I had no one to talk to. I mean, if I don't keep you lot around to to <laughs> brag or like, compliment
3: me, I'm fucked. So, like, oh, you need right, a cheerleading squad. That's all good. We just forgot our pom poms at home. That was the problem. Yeah, that's
1: yeah, really, <laughs> it's really, it's really it's it's... orange and bra- <laughs> black.
3: Raw, raw horror. Now, <laughs> uh, it was. It was. It was actually quite interesting to see an inaugural event like this. They, yeah. There was like, um, I think there's this bit of surrealness coming out of. Um, the pandemic and everything. And I haven't been to a con since Denver pop culture con in, uh, 2019 right. with, um, the, one of the other shows that I work with and they, um, there was exu- exuberance at that point. And then cut to 2020, everything's diving, everything's shifting, everything's changing to just see The Colorado festival of horror, like come together in that fashion was like remarkable.
0: It was, it was quite stunning. We pulled off, um, I haven't seen final numbers, but I know it was a hit. All the vendors want to come back, so hmm. that was that was spectacular.
3: That makes complete and understand. That made yeah. us feel
0: I, good. I
2: will say, like, probably, like, one of the most exciting things, just because we did do a lot of, obviously, like, we were on the show floor a lot, so we were doing a lot of coverage of that. But, like, getting to talk to the vendors was actually really cool because, for me, it, it gave me a world view into part of the convention that I think a lot of people – kind of forget when you walk through the doors and you all right. see all the glitz and glamour um, and that's you know a lot of people a lot of these vendors at least and especially this year we're putting in so much work into what they make and just you know getting their name out there there was one that i do want to give kind of a special shout out just because she's still setting up her business called uh, uh, candy's creepy cribs And so she makes, like, dioramas in, like, little tins. I did see that. That was spectacular. she's only on Facebook right now. She's still sending it up. I kind of encouraged her to go up on Instagram, like, you know, just – because i'm the same way i don't like putting my face out there it's still something you know you gotta get over you kind of gotta get over for but, your line of work sir. exactly exactly be shameless like me it but, doesn't matter but that's why i told her because Brace i was like because she made so just to give the listeners a little more idea like so she makes dioramas of just not like sci-fi and horror stuff but she also makes dioramas of like serial killers when mm. they were caught like yeah. there's this one that she had of ted bundy that was just pulled over to the side of the road, like, the exact car wow. with actual news clipping on the back of the bumper, mm. like, of when he was caught. And, I'm just like, and I and I had to talk to her, because, like, not only was it just, like, am I a fan of, like, miniatures in that way, but also because, like, the attention to detail and how unique it was. I was just like, you know, where can people go to buy your stuff? And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm just on Facebook right now, still trying to set up a shop. So, like, I really want to heavily encourage people going to her right. on Facebook, Candy's Creepy Cribs, and just like that page because every little tin she makes is so unique. There's, she doesn't make a copy of the same tin.
0: Oh, uh, so there's no doubles. There's
2: no doubles. So the one I got was like this. Uh, I should have brought it. But it was like an alien uh, scenery of an adup- uh, abduction happening in a city. And it's it's so cute and creepy and weird. And I love it. Like, Did you buy it? I, of course I did. Okay. Of course sure. I did. You know I brought it. I was, I was like, because like, I would have bought them all. If it
3: wouldn't have broke the bank, <laughs> <laughs> the the one that would have broken my bank was the Ed Gein one. The, the Ed oh, Gein yeah. one was like I because like I've I've looked into that case way more than any human being probably should. And the because um, I am a fan of Psycho and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right. you want to learn where does this lineage come from? Right. I've only seen those photos of that crime scene in black and white. So to see somebody reconstructed diorama in color and just watching the attention to detail, I am just like this is just surreal. Like this, like I, I am. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'd ever do it. But she is, like, giving it her all, and she's meticulous. It's like Hitchcockian meticulousness right there, man. It's,
2: it's like, real – it's – it's so real and authentic. And like, not saying that like people that out there that also aren't in the same line of work aren't, but like mm-hmm. getting to talk to someone like that, hear about them, hear about, you know, kind of their process. And just like, you want to like give them that confidence, like, no, what you're making is really good. It is really cool. And I know people who would pay even more than what you are charging for this. Yeah. She like, seemed
3: reasonable. Those prices seemed reasonable, especially for oh, the yeah. big dioramas. They were like, what, 200, 250? Yeah, it was like, like 260. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like, I mean, still, like, Phenomenal. But, like, and then it, when you turn around and you walk the other way on the convention floor, on the other side, there's another person who, a whole family who has just, like, a crochet display of, of crocheted things. So, like, to give you an idea of what I'm talking about. I saw about that. Here, yeah. So they had, like, on the big end, like, you know, this giant Pokeball that was crocheted and, you know, the sandworm from Beetlejuice. So obviously, that caught my eye. And then I got to talk to them. And they're like, oh, yeah, we had, like, little crocheted xenomorphs,
0: and those sold out instantly. Immediately. And they had, like, little octopi, and I went by yeah. and it looked like, like, like a baby Cthulhu. And I was yeah. just like, oh, it's they, a kid.
2: They even had, like, a Pikachu Cthulhu. Thing, they did. A, a pikachu Peek-a-th- <laughs> Because it had, like, tentacles coming out of its mouth. Oh, that's right.
3: I do Peek. have footage of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that the
0: elevated form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The, the, this the, the, is what that, happens when you feed those the bastards after midnight. That's, that's the
3: Pokemon they won't let out of the Pokedex right there. It definitely
2: goes from Pika to Pika. <laughs> it's uh, gonna HP your love Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. wish.
3: Sure. I am your Pokemon.
1: We will win the Pokemon championship it's Gee, okay, Nothing matters anymore. <laughs> swear to God, still swear to me.
2: Take me. Take me now. Uh, but legit though, like I that I think that's like the biggest thing that a lot of people missed out on this year that didn't go. Is getting to see so many other people who are coming out of the wet works who are making stuff that are either horror related mm-hmm. or in horror, like even Vinegar Syndrome. Was yeah. Made. And that was a phenomenal table. That was my favorite thing to visit, hands yeah.
3: down. They um, Vinegar Syndrome is a uh, Blu ray company that specifies in. The lower end of the spectrum when it comes to film. they're finding, yeah, It's like below trauma. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like – well, they're like – they're picking up films that were tossed in the garbage literally and mm. they are saving it. And they also acquire titles and license them like Shout Factory does for other things. So like I picked up Jack Frost, Edgar Allan Poe's Follow the House of Usher with uh, Donald Pleasance, Ooh. Old Dracula with David Niven, ah. um, and uh, the – Fourth one I picked up. Um, I'm drawing a blank on it, but they, were, but they're, they, they give attention to a film that oh, yeah. may not may not be the greatest, but it has some form of reasonability that somebody would buy it. Yeah. Like I had never heard of Old Dracula, but I love David Niven. Why wouldn't I be picking this up? And I'm a Donald Pleasance freak, so if I find one I haven't seen yet, I'm like I'm, I'm buying it like unquestionably. Uh, but they are opening up a store now in Colorado. Sorry about that. They're yeah. opening up a store in Colorado um, in Aurora. So, like, they're actually opening up storefronts in a world where physical media is not.
0: Right. I think everyone's kind of swinging back that towards the wanting physical media because I, I you don't so. know what what Netflix and the rest of the, the streamers are going to pull because there it's then and then it's not. And if right. I want to watch it, I got to rent it. I'm not going to pay $5 for a shitty movie. I'm you, sorry. No. Break
3: off. But you will pay 25 if it's a movie that, like, you look and see that the care and the meticulous – attention to detail is taken with the yes. transfer, with the audio commentary. Yeah. Is like, that's a gamble sometimes worth taking. Screen Factory's done this a lot, too, where I'm like... I had never seen Motel Hell until I saw that on their site for, like, nine bucks on a sale. And I'm like, I'll get that. And I watched it. I'm like, this isn't necessarily for me, but I will keep this on my shelf proudly because no other film like it exists. I
2: love nope. Motel Hell. It is, it, it is oh, so, all, <laughs> Vincent, so
3: ridiculous. Farmer Vincent's fritters are the best, hands oh down. <laughs> there is no denying. I wonder what his secret recipe
2: is. That moved, I mean, Motel Hell itself is, like, it is a fever dream. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, no matter how you watch <laughs> it, it feels the, like a fever dream. The last 30 dream.
3: minutes with him in that pig mask. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is... Uh,
2: the Best chainsaw fight in horror history. Whoever
0: thought that a
3: pay- pig mask would be like the right? frightening thing? You're like
0: it's a it's a pig. It, it's ending up on my breakfast table it's, or a sandwich. It's
3: just the fact that he's wielding the chainsaw. Yeah, it's it's kind of like definitely doesn't help. I, the yeah. first time I felt afraid of a chainsaw wasn't even Leatherface. It was Dennis Hopper wielding two of them at once in <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. Because that yeah because that's the that's the level of insanity that somebody yeah. reaches when they've lost all their loved ones. That, yeah. or
2: you're very talented and work at very. Popular freak shows. Mm. Yeah, that's true. They can uh, juggle them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so, and real quick, I do want to, so the crochet, uh, table, I do want to throw out, they are desert rose designs. Mm-hmm. just want to make sure they get their, you know, credibility. Um, but also, our credit, and so but what was so cool about vinegar syndrome, and like going into this, adding on to what Zach did is like what really caught my eye was first seeing Jack Frost because Jack Frost was a terrible movie I grew up watching, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and then seeing like the Six String Samurai, which was like a real deep fine, which is like one of those movies where you have to have somebody who somehow got a copy of it. And Tel Vinegar Syndrome came around and like (laughs) redistributed it. And then so I walked away with like, even though I should have gotten Six Dream Samurai because of how much. Yeah, what were you thinking? I don't know.
0: You didn't even tell me because if I had seen it, I would have picked that up. I feel like such a dunce, honestly. Oh. I missed out. (laughs) Wow. That goes right in with like all of the other samurai films. It really does. (laughs) You can't have a collection without that.
2: No, And, and so. But what I did walk away with was uh, Resurrection, Nightmare Sisters, and uh, Tammy and the T-Rex. In 4K. <laughs> you got the 4K. So really? Wait, Hold you- on. <laughs>
0: you, you skipped over the samurai flick for Tammy. I, did, I couldn't oh help my it. God. I couldn't
2: help it. Look. So here's the thing uh, that I love Matt. about Generee Syndrome and what they do. Is that they're not restreaming these movies because they know they were popular. They're restreaming these movies because they know they were hit with somebody. Yes. (laughs) Because somebody attaches to it for a reason. Yes. Now, I love the story behind Six String Samurai. I think it is such a cool movie. But it's one where I have yet to see it enough in order to connect with it in the way that I did with Tammy and the T-Rex. Because there's something about that movie with how ridiculous it is and over the top its humor. And just how serious it tries to be, but you can tell you could tell the actors are not taking it serious. I forgot
0: what samurai film it was, and it, she, this woman's in a fight with like a whole like army, and she's got is this Kill one. Hill? No, <laughs> <laughs> but the ending is almost the same. So this woman gets into a fight, and she's in a tree, and she gets a hold of this samurai's ponytail, and like pulls off his whole head of hair, and he's like, ah! you know, he's screaming because hair works that way, oh and God. it comes off neatly. And, you know, like a whole fashion thing. Like, she ripped off his entire scalp. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. That is just so bad. Uh, I laughed well, my ass And up. that's
2: my thing with having the T-Rex. Like, what sold it for me was, like, the opening scene where – Early Paul Walker is getting into a fight with the supposed school bully. I think it's just like a crazy homeless person because of the way they ride him That's into like the fight. It's like playing
0: an old Jean Claude Van Damme film. You Look okay? my mama took a chance. Yeah, twice. but there's <laughs> something about the way. line
2: where because they have a whole scene. If you haven't seen Tammy and T Rex, there's this whole scene that plays out where they're fighting, where anything. where they grab each other's nuts and they have a squeeze off to see <laughs> who's gonna give out first. And just like the cops come and break it up. Which, by the way, you got to really think about. How would that go over the like radio? Like, yeah, we got two high school kids having a nut off over at the high school. Okay, we need you to to go break that up. Like, can you imagine that coming in over a radio? And then they actually go break it up. And then Denise Richards' character asked Paul Walker, just like, "How did you do that without you know falling to the ground or you know whatever?" She, I didn't really care what she said because what Paul Walker said next is what really got me, which was because uh, I wore my cup. <laughs> Because he just got off football practice. And I'm like, so did this man grab a cup? No, he was grabbing his cup and was trying to break it? Or wanted to get so close to Paul Walker's junk that he's willing to take even a cup being in between his hand and the glory that is Paul Walker's just junk? Just
0: watch They Live. You'll get the same and a better fight. I, and it, it's basically delivers the exact same thing without the stupidity. I do love,
3: <laughs> I, I do love Carpenter's intent with that, which is just like, wow, well, I've got two wrestler, I've got a wrestler in this movie. I might as well have a wrestling fight. Yeah, <laughs> and he's <just> literally, like, <laughs> that is and, the best. And I got Goliath on the other side. <laughs> so what the fuck? Just
0: let him go at it for what is that? Like a twenty minute fight? I, I mean, I, it, I, I haven't is clocked the bulk it myself, but
3: it's close to twenty minutes. Yeah. And that movie's what ninety yeah, minutes. Yeah. It's the
0: majority. I mean, that is the best part of the film, let's face it. They,
2: they, they got, like, 60 minutes in, and then they just went to him, and they're like, hey we really need to extend this. Can you, do you mind putting out, you know, Oh, I'm sure Roddy Roddy Piper was like, (laughs) fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Fuck the gratuitous nudity. Let me beat the shit out of this guy. Fuck
3: yeah. What's that? You want me to punch Keith David? Will he allow me to is the question. (laughs) He's
2: probably one of the few people that you ask, you ask permission. Yeah. 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 Yeah, (laughs) You just don't
3: haul off and smack him in the mouth. No, Kurt Russell even knew not to really do that. I'm sure there was talk on set before he had to smack him around a little bit for the thing. Yeah. (laughs) Keith,
0: only did it for the piper yeah he
3: only did it for the piper i did remember the fourth one i got fade to black fade to black uh, which is a film that doesn't like i always thought for the longest time they wouldn't find a way to release it because it seemed like the rights were similar to dawn of the dead where it got limboed yeah like it's just like nobody's gonna really try to even attempt to pay the price that it's being asked for like dawn of the dead we're never getting that in this country we're never getting that on a nice set like the uk can get unless somebody hears this and goes like we'll say i'll give it a shot i'm like any billionaires? Or, or somebody may already right. have it, and, you know, he's just not saying anything. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> Question mark.
3: <laughs> but, yeah, Fade to Black, it's like, again, it's just like sometimes they are acquiring uh, – they're going for the punches of, like, things that, like, nobody else would really want to die for. And they mm-hmm. keep their quantity number limited. Like, mm-hmm. the Fall of the House, uh, the House of Usher one that I got had a limited number on it. So it's, like, a handwritten limited edition. So it's one of, like, 4,000. So they only limited- So it's a punch. reissue? No, it's, like, they, uh, they reissued that one. They picked it up from MGM, and then they limited how many they printed of it. So All once right. that print's done, it's done. It's like Twilight Time was before Twilight Time folded,
1: unfortunately.
3: All right. Yeah. Makes sense. Yep. But it was like – but, yeah, those vendors out there were – they were hauling through it. I was amazed to see that everybody was uh, considering, like, a post-COVID world. Everybody's respectful of the space. Like, everybody's giving each other Mm -hmm. their comfort zones. Like, it was fantastic. It it just – there was like nice, like photo stills and like posters from uh pre 70s. So I liked looking through and seeing some like yeah. Br- Bride of Frankenstein and uh Dracula uh prints where I'm like, they're not the originals, but I'm like, I'd still stick this on my wall, right? Um, and we and we also saw some comic book artists there. Um, we connected with one that, um, I,
2: y- yeah, <laughs> we're actually gonna have him on the show. Um, I'm gonna butcher his name because I'm thinking on top of the spot, I can look up in a moment, but he was the illustrator for uh, uh Billy the Hit. Uh Barry McLean Junior. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be coming on the show. Uh now it's coming all back to me. I because I'm on the spot. Excuse me. Um but he he was a solid dude. Like uh we went up and talked to him and I was like, Hey, you know, I'm I'm Undead Matt. This is Zach, we're with Punk Record Podcast. Do you have a quick, you know, five minutes we can just talk to you, do a quick Q and A? And he's like he's like, Oh, Punk Horror Podcast, I heard about you and I'm like, I hope it's good things. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, thank you. I kind of assumed you were the one that, that threw so that. in. Barry Barry
0: was in just before the pod just before the horror fest oh really yeah hmm. barry was on the podcast
2: oh nice groovy i, I know i
0: know i know Barry well
2: <laughs> so he he was he was electrifying like talking to him was yes
0: barry. he is, that is a word for it barry yep. is energetic as all hell oh
2: no I, I i ate up his passion i loved talking to the dude i'm just like let's get you on the show i want to talk to you i want you to be a guest so this coming friday um i don't know when this episode's coming out but this coming friday he is going to be on with me and zach and he's going to be talking with us. And so no, his like,
0: comic is great. I picked it up. He yeah. signed in a, a copy for me, and it's killer. It is absolutely killer. It, there it, are it, some jerking, tear jerking moments, and he promised me I would cry, and I think I think I came close.
2: Oh yeah, I I started reading a little bit of it, and I just like if Zach, if I didn't hear Zach coming down when he was coming to check on me as I was taking a break. Like I would have just stayed in the comic and, and been in that zone and be like, don't
1: don't bother me, please. Yeah, this comic, <laughs> <laughs> just leave me in my zone. Me, Go off with your camera. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me dissolve into my escapism. That is these panels.
2: <laughs> Look, you're a
3: nerd. Go find nerd shit. <laughs> no, Barry
0: Barry's been a repeat offender on the podcast. He's he's fun. He's a good he's a good show.
2: He's a really good guy. Like I enjoy talking to him. I think the ghouls, gals, creeps, mutants, they're gonna love hearing from him and hearing about his work i mean uh, he will be on our youtube as well obviously of course but um yeah he he was stellar and i i think just across the board that has been like really cool like a very cool experience whether it was vendors or people that we interviewed in the media room everybody was just very like even though a lot of people were tired and they were wearing them on their shoulder which i totally get nothing against them they were just putting in that love and that want and the ability to just talk and be open and want to talk horror um like, I'm even going to throw credit towards. Uh, uh, sorry, now I'm like on top of just getting cut up in my head because like all this information's coming at once. But Brian Bonner, um, he's a stellar dude. And what I really enjoyed about talking with him is that he, even though he was like very tired and you know, he made that clear, uh, we just started talking about paranormal investigations and just like the. Nice. It, it went from there. Like, he was just saying all these cool things and all these cool facts that. Even though we kind of have some experience with it because we've had paranormal investigators on our show, All right? Um, having him come on and talk and just give his perspective, it was fascinating. Like I was just I was getting dissolved and in, uh, dissolved into him and just wanting to
3: hear more about his experiences. Yeah, and he and Jack uh, Hanley did a history of horror panel, which I think is,
0: which is actually really good. I've seen that that panel before between the two of them, and it is pretty Han- pretty impressive.
3: Hanley is one of the smartest people i know mm-hmm. i've had him on my show um that covers golden age hollywood a couple times and um he uh he will expound upon the importance of knowing your heritage and history when it comes to horror mm-hmm. right and, and understanding the context in which a lot of the classics that we love and enjoy come under like what auspices do they come under right uh whether that's you know reflecting off of world war one all the way down to the the fears that penetrated the 70s and that formed into the works of carpenter and craven and hooper so it's it's good to have that educational resource and tool the same way pop culture classroom does for the uh, fan expo now um so like it it was a stunning expose and also you guys had a trailer park uh, uh situation going on where you had a bunch of trailers playing and we were we were having uh, lunch at the Alfred Packard yeah. <laughs> Grill, um, where you got that lovely steak. I was, I, yeah. I, I was jealous. That, of that. ribeye was delicious. It was good. Uh, it was good. I, I,
0: when you told me it was tasty, I went and I had it was one. God right?
3: damn. Right. Yeah. It, was, yep. it
2: was, it was, pretty good. It was, it I was, I was like, okay, thir- thirty-two dollars worth it. This, it, it warranted it.
3: Yeah, that, and that's what I figured. I'm like, ah, uh, just that next time just Just take it yeah but but we were eating and then all of a sudden i started hearing jamie lee curtis's voice and i peeked through the curtain and i saw the halloween kills trailer playing and i'm just like isn't it exciting to be at a horror
1: convention (laughs) it
3: was
2: like it was funny too because like it was like what what, we got there a little a little late on saturday and that's when we had was where we went to eat to kick off the day and i think we got there around like 11 or 12 yeah something like that yeah and so like we were we were running a little late but it was like, it was a great way to kick off the day of just like Halloween kills
0: you know, setting the ambiance.
2: I think there was
3: a Malignant trailer playing in there, which reminds mm-hmm. me that I've got I've to go check that out this week in the theater. Yeah, so. it
0: showed up on uh, HBO uh, Max.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to a theater for it because I need to watch. If it's as balls-to-the-wall crazy as they're saying it is, I want that experience right in my face on a big screen right Yeah. There. I don't know. I get I, <laughs> I,
0: I I'm disenfranchised rather quick, and they're like, hey, this is the craziest <laughs> horror film you've ever seen. <laughs> I, I, will I seriously doubt it, motherfucker, <laughs> but yeah, right. okay. Like, that's... Uh, th- that goes like
2: hand in hand with like the most terrifying movie you're ever seen. Or, oh yeah, like, I, I, the bloodiest movie you ever seen. Keep which...
3: keep in mind, none of the hype will ever live up to it. But I, but when I I do take that sincerely, when it's just like, all right, is it's worth twelve bucks as opposed to just sitting in my house like I do all the time now. You know, yeah. like I'm like, yeah, you know what? I've earned a night out and watching James Wan do his thing for the mainstream studio. Fair enough. And at a budget of forty million, like that's a that's a move that no big studio is making these days. So Yo. props to him for getting it done. You know.
2: Yeah. So. I want, and I'm the same as you. Like I told you, Zach, the off recording. Like I started watching it, but like I had to stop because like I knew this is a movie I want to see in the theater. Mm-hmm. Because one, I was having a harder time getting into it just watching it on HBO Max. Right. Which no, you know, no shade to anybody who prefers. Oh movie. yeah, like, no, I get no, it. Yeah. You know, but. um... At the same time, I also had to make sure it's, like, not me just being used to what James Wan does in his movies. (laughs) Because I've seen so many James Wan movies that, like, I just know where he's going to put his scare jumps. I know how he's going to make the atmosphere. I know where his cues are going to be. And, again, it's nothing against him. It's just, like, I've seen so much of his work. At some point, even as a critic, it's hard not to study it mm-hmm. in order to quantify, you know, the value that it brings to the table of horror.
3: Yeah, and it's almost like, and especially within a theater, sometimes you want to just be like, "All right, I have to focus here. Like this is this is where my focus has to mm-hmm. be here on the screen." Because television, it's easier to get distracted by the things around you. Like I, I run into that all the time. I was watching one night in Miami, not a horror movie, but I was watching it for real nerds, and I kept getting distracted. I loved yeah. the movie, but I kept getting distracted. So it's like if I saw this in a theater. I probably would have just been focusing more on that dialogue and paying attention to the performances acro- that were surrounding me. So, like, that's why I do take it into consideration. Well, the yeah.
0: problem is so much horror has come out this weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, in yeah. film, because we've got malignant uh, Why the Last Man Landed on FX yeah. Hulu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they dropped three episodes at once and yesterday. Didn't
2: they, uh, didn't they also do, like, Texas Chainsaw for Netflix? Yeah, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw and Landed the, and Lucifer. Wait, wait, Lucifer. wait.
3: You're blowing my mind. They put the new one on Netflix? Yeah. yeah. And oh my it, god
2: well that's the problem like no one's talking about it it's kind of so far it's, like, from it's my a perspective, big wah,
1: wah.
3: i've
2: i've heard uh the boat you know what's kind of depressing about it is that the most i've heard about it was from a meme i saw on reddit about it <laughs> which was it was the meme of of the kids in the pool or it was the mom grabbing the one kid while the <laughs> other drowns and that was like Malignant, you know. Splashy, and, and, splashy. I forget what I'm other not movie gonna came die. Out. And then underneath that was uh, they photoshopped in the other meme of that, like, dude who's sitting in a chair at the below of the sea. Mm-hmm. And that was Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Netflix. Yeah. And I'm just like oof
1: oof yeah. that is exactly
0: what I said i like woof. <laughs> <laughs> alright let's well, keep moving yeah, yeah. <laughs> moving on yeah. I didn't pay for this shit uh oh <laughs> thank like, god you know it, it, it,
2: I do want to revisit the horror festival horror but it just like it brings up more frustrations that I have with Netflix as of late because they have so many great titles that they stop supporting in order to try, try to take on new avenues in order to pander yeah. to a demographic. Well, I mean, to be fair,
0: Horror Street, that three-part horror well, series in yeah. yeah. Fear Street, true. that was yes. good. That, that was, was good. great. I thought that was original. It was fun. And it told a very complete story in a short amount of time. So... I really, I really enjoyed Fear Street a lot.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. one that's still on my docket, and like everything that, that my one of my friends was describing it to me, and I'm like, this sounds like bold and audacious to do a trilogy, yes. of horror films all at once. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, like I mean, I don't think it's unfair to say that's like a Lord of the Rings esque kind of feat there. Yes and no,
0: I mean, because the, how they tell this story, they're they're different time periods, yeah. so they jump mm. around, that's but, why it's like but everything's interconnected. Dude. Okay, so it's, it's all linked together, and it really does a good job with wonderful. it. Wonderful. All right, it's on my docket. And if they and the ones that do fuck, dude, they do die. And that and that's the thing is that like well, I still I'm still I'm still upset about like even the
2: show Mindhunter, which I thought was oh awesome. that oh was god. that was a great show. I'm it, so pissed they canceled oh, it. Yeah, David Fincher keeps breaking my heart when what, he says he won't exactly do another one. That's exactly the shit I'm oh. talking about. It wasn't is a that,
0: question; he won't do it. He got canceled. They canceled. Him. Oh god! Yeah.
3: I thought he's. I thought it was because Mank drove him. Down a road where he's just like, I don't want to work on television. I don't want to work on film again. No. I loved Mindhunter. That, yeah, that was oh, a great was, show.
0: I wanted to find out about the guy in in the car. Yeah, uh, yes. I mean, I yeah, know like, it was leading towards Zodiac. They were building, a, they were building was, a BTK. Yeah, like they,
2: they, it, it was, it was the best show for any true crime fan to ever yes. exist. Seriously, yeah. and it's such a shame because it had so much going for it, and there was so much. Like again, if you're true crime or into this like slower horror. Like, it is right up your alley. It is yeah. just it is perfect. And Netflix is like, Well, we do have this gold that we're working with. Fuck it, let's bring in this bronze. And I'm just like I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. What's what what happening are you snorting? That's a, that's what are a, you doing that's making you make these ass hat decisions? That's
3: a weird way to describe the movie Mank.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is an odd analogy, <laughs> but you get what I mean. Like, I yeah, exactly what I mean? What you're like, it's, Yeah,
2: and and of course, I'm not saying like every new thing they come out with is awful. Like there are the good ones. Yeah, but well, just, yeah, Fear Street. But, yeah, fear.
0: I mean, they're few and far between.
2: Yeah, and that's that's where I'm frustrated with Netflix is that it feels like it's such a divide at this point that mm-hmm. it's either just going to be a
3: an boat ad- anchor or a hit there's no middle ground and 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 they've like
2: put themselves in a corner at this point (laughs) pretty much
3: i do tend to look for like rlj entertainment tends to put out some uh films that like have have a good hit quality with them but i'll just go right for their blu-ray because they're generally like 10 bucks a pop yeah Yeah, even
2: even a24 hasn't really let (laughs) me down as often yeah they're a really good studio they've come out with a lot of solid hits i know that's going to be kind of like a place where a lot of people are going to want to argue with me about like hereditary and Minsomer and other hits that they've had. Don't but worry about them. You
1: yeah. love what you love, <laughs> but, but it's uh, horror.
0: You gotta, Yeah, you, you have your own niches in it. Yeah,
2: exactly. Mm-hmm. But, but anyways, coming back to the festival, uh, <laughs> before we go any more tangents of, of our frustrations with distributions, you're fine. So. You're good. <laughs> um, So I think one thing I've also told a lot of people that was really cool about this festival is that, you know, unless you were there, no one really talks about the first year of Comic-Con. Unless you were there, no one really talks about the first year of E3, and you don't really get to see what all happened, you know? Did they have any hiccups? And even if they didn't, like, what was that like? And so getting to see the Colorado Festival of Horror and just seeing this energy just throughout the entire building, see this potential, and knowing that this has the ability to grow and be something bigger, Mm -hmm. it felt really cool because we were just like – it was one, like, a teaching moment, because obviously, like, on our respective shows, we have those moments where, like, something goes wrong, and we get stressed out, and you got to yeah. figure out how to solve it, and then see that happen on your side on a much grander scale, and, like, how cool of a head you keep, and you just figure it you out. You can't lose your head. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it was, it was a good learning lesson, but at the same time, like, it was like, okay, you know... It doesn't matter what you do or how much you prepare. Stuff can There's go wrong.
0: Shit always goes sideways.
2: But, but if how long, you feel it, how you come around it, and how you, how you capitalize on it is really what matters. So,
3: do you guys
0: ever watch The Flash?
3: Yes, I haven't seen it. The show, right? Yeah, the like, show. I haven't watched the end
0: now. Captain Captain Cold yeah Colt, you make the plan, yeah, And then exactly. the plan goes south, yeah. and then you make another plan <laughs> because of the other plan going bad, and I just I just i mean when they did that, I just like <laughs> evidently he 's talking about cons yeah, it's, and it, it just yeah. is so relatable it 's great, but that's what was so
2: cool about it it's just like it, even though like we were kind of getting like this behind the scenes thing of seeing you know some things go wrong or unplanned, like people were still having fun, mm-hmm. people were still enjoying it, I was seeing patrons you know, showing off their costumes at hell. There was even somebody actually cosplayed as female pinhead. And like, I was just like, our gender swap pinhead, excuse me. And so that was Colleen. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking rad. It was killer. Like, so during like,
0: I forgot what we were doing. But she's up on that second level where the arch is, and she has this backlight going through yep. her. So she's just standing there with the puzzle <laughs> box, looking over everybody Good. with this like eerie yes. silhouette. Talking about capitalizing. <laughs> oh, my God. And the photographer's on the other side, uh, like on the far uh, fucking side of the hotel, just getting this, this – perfectly framed picture of her, it was it I, was pretty impressive. The
2: first day we came in, I saw her sitting in the hall and with how well poised she was, I thought she was just a legit another statue. Right. And I was so
0: as soon as I saw her move, I was just like, oh this,
2: oh. this is good. It well I don't like want to <laughs> live deliciously.
3: Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> <gonna> be <laughs>
0: It'd be like that one that was by the women's bathroom if that thing fucking moved suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. I had such an awkward moment the first
2: time I was trying to find the restroom. Mm-hmm. I went down the hall. I went into the women's by accident at first. I stopped before I went through the door because I saw somebody crouching there and I almost went down I was like, Hey, how
0: are you? Oh, and yeah. Then, and then thing I turned is around. creepy as balls, isn't it?
2: It really is. It got me. And then I turned around and then there there's other girls staring at me. It was just like, What are you doing? And I'm like, I, uh, uh, I was trying to help here. somebody. I'm sorry. The beds is over here. My bad. <laughs> <man. laughs>
0: So to to catch you guys up at home, Distortions uh, Unlimited, who did monster uh, uh, Monster, uh, special effects on the FX channel, or no, it was Discovery, pardon me, it was on Discovery, uh, supplied us with props Mm -hmm. to scatter throughout the convention. And there's this one creepy one where this person is just like curled into a, a panic ball biting their arm that... Somehow got positioned like right by the women's bathroom, and it is very disheartening. And you're like, you want to just like scoop in and save this person and you oh shit you're you're a foam
3: doll it's good S- someone wanted to get deep thematically with the way they placed that prop yes <laughs> it was good effects
2: i legit thought it was somebody struggling yes uh, i was i was just like you're at a horror convention you should be having fun what's going on
0: yeah and, and no it was <laughs> so far from the truth but there was like stuff like that scattered all throughout there's the little children that were creepy as yes. balls yes little goblin fuckers
3: you had reagan laying on one of the uh like podiums next to a uh, one of the dinner tables with a little it balloon floating above it and i'm just like what happened with those two last night
2: so i got it because because i overheard this so because i didn't even tell you about this because i don't even know if you overheard it so it was saturday when we were like eating when i was eating the steak with brains um there was so there was there was this The Lecter like, special. Yeah, the lecter special. There was this uh mom and her two kids like sitting next to us, but like there was like uh like bush in the way, there was a planner in the way. Right. And so there behind us there was like uh, some props of, like, two possessed children and, like, I, I think another person lay like, another prop of somebody laying down. I think they're supposed to be possessed or something. I, I didn't really look at the props. Oh, the
3: one that was near the, tra- that where I was putting the charging for the batteries and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
2: So I overheard that mom talk to, like, and it, it was so funny because, like, the mom and the kids were all decked out in just, like, cosplay, like, horror costumes. And the mom told the, and, we, and I don't, and nothing on her, but the mom told, she's like, hey, we're going to switch tables just because that, that keeps freaking out my daughter and like look at the daughter she's like in a little like jigsaw costume and i'm just like i'm like i don't think that's true this is oddly wholesome it would only make sense at a horror convention (laughs)
0: That was that's oddly just like, true.
2: Yeah, no, it's true. It yeah. happened. All right. I was just. No, I, I think the
0: mom was more upset than than the kid. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. I'm like. The, I, I figured it was like the mom
2: was just making the call. Oh yeah. And yeah, and just like it's scaring my kid. I'm like, don't lie, mom. It's scaring you. It's scaring. You. It's scaring
3: you. Ma- it's scaring ma- you. Ma- maybe it's good that I wasn't there because I might have rolled my eyes loudly. You
2: were there. <laughs> you were there, but you were you were definitely like just like checking all the equipment and like actually doing something, <laughs> where I'm just being weird at eavesdropping on this mom who's like. You would have done the whole Jack
0: Nicholson role,
3: just, yeah. like, mmm, just Wendy. This is not going the way you think so, it's going. So that
2: was kind of funny because it was just like again, it, it, it was it felt wholesome that it would only fit at a horror convention, you know? Like it, it 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 was it was just weird, and it's one of those things where like you've got to come to these festivals and you actually got to hang out and see what it's like, and and, and you know, can't argue that, and just absorb yourself into it. Um, But, yeah, and then even just, like, on – again, on the end with interviewing people, it was so awesome, like, talking to uh, Jimmy Lee Combs, which I am now getting the name correct – (laughs) shout out to him hell of a sweet dude terror Terror tales yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. yes and did you
0: watch that have you watched terror tales i actually started watching it and it's and jimmy's so nice i've got i've worked with jimmy over years yeah and to see that come out of that man is just like he's such a sweetheart
1: jimmy's a great guy
0: and it's and so
2: like we're gonna put a blurb in the video but um i even told him like after the interview i'm like i am so sorry I called you Jeffrey the whole time, and I did not mean that. To. Actually, was kind of funny. Yeah, no, I could see it. I was just, I could see it on your face. I could, I could feel it from Zach,
0: and I'm just like, I. I. But <laughs> <And> Jimmy <laughs> rolled with it. That was oh, a yeah, great yeah. thing. He's <laughs> so, just like, all so, right. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll just correct this at the I, end. I,
3: I knew Jimmy back when we were like, sir, frequenting different like EFP programs out here, yeah. different filmmaker programs, and he's always been that laid back. Yeah. He's always yeah, been that he's nice. Such guy. a sweetheart. Yeah.
2: Like, like, and I could, and like, I was kind of feeding off him to see, like, if he was going to wait for me to correct it or if he was going to correct it. And when I just could tell he was just going with it, I'm just like, okay, all right, I was going to do a huge-ass apology after this.
3: <laughs> it was the only time that I felt like a good, like, little brother just going, like, just patting his back and just going, like, don't worry, man, it's okay. going to be all fine. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but no, like,
0: it was you, great. I loved it. I just thought it was yeah, fucking no, it was, no, I don't
2: blame you. It was funny as hell just watching me up there just trying to keep my composure as I'm just like...
3: But you still but, got, but you still got really good stories out of him. That's the thing. I've yeah. looked through the footage. Like you got really good stuff oh, yeah. out of him. You got some great stuff out of Bonner as well. Oh yeah, uh, um, Brian and Bonner and Jack and, uh, Hanley as well. Jack Hanley when he showed up. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, my God!
2: But I felt so bad about that too, because like so, <laughs> so understandably he was ros- He was running late, mm-hmm. and so we had to get going. So we were already interviewing. T- I was already talking to Brian, mm-hmm. and so like. I, so I see him come in at first, and I don't recognize instantly because I just you know I'm focus on Brian. All right, and then I and I see Jack sit down within like my peripheral vision, and he's just smiling at me. And it takes me a moment because I'm like, "Why is he just smiling at me?" And I'm just like, "Oh fuck, it's Jack."
0: <laughs> and so like, so it <laughs> so me setting up a microphone for Jack to sit at. Didn't give it away. So I didn't see you behind me at first. I was fully focused on Brian because oh that's the God. thing. Whenever I'm talking to anyone, okay, and that and explains it, your reaction when I set that up, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. okay. No, that's
2: really what it is. So, cause, so, fun fact about me, and it's also an ADHD thing. When I'm ever talking to an, any any guest, I hyperfixate on them. I give them my full attention, and so it's very easy to just set up a mic behind me and just <laughs> be the fuck. Because literally that happened. Because I see chat and he's just sitting there smiling and i'm like holy shit i gotta cue him in at some point i gotta figure out how to get this
3: man in here <laughs> we could feasibly do an episode of ballyhoo right behind your back when you're talking to another God, guest and you wouldn't good. even notice <laughs> so good so uh,
0: on the
2: high end if you ever come on as a guest on the punk podcast you will have my full attention on the on that is the con, true that the is con true. is if you're trying to hand me something i'm probably not going to notice unless you literally
0: throw it at me that is classic you didn't tell me i had no idea no it
3: he, he he i mean this is the thing that i was yes. doing so you saw me throughout the entire thing in the interview room right yeah i'm crouched down on one knee with the, with the camera right <laughs> yeah i'm surprised you didn't seize but yeah no I, I i i i mean yeah this, this is what happens when you lose over 150 pounds and actually work out and move around but <laughs> i I, I, well, I used to be a big old blubber boy but um I'm crouched down. I'm getting one angle a bit while uh, PJ's getting the other angle and I'm getting uh, a third angle on the HD cam that Matt provided. And then I see Jack walk in and all I could do my, all my training told me don't do anything. Keep (laughs) rolling. And so what I have is footage of him walking in, but my brain was going, I want, I I, I'm not going to say a damn word. I'm just going to watch this play out exactly as it needs to. And sure enough, the gold came from it (laughs) and that's when I was just like "All right, I'm moving angles because now I need to get both Jack Mm -hmm. and Brian from a different one and of course they played off of it oh yeah it it was magical man it was magical and and I think
2: that's what's so like disarming about both of them at least their dichotomy is that Brian you know He he has a serious tone to him But he's like very Just like filled with knowledge And like fascinating facts About paranormal history And everything And then on the other end You have Jack Hanley Who's just like You know very You know high energy You know it just It oozes out of him And so I'm like In the middle Just like uh huh
1: Uh
2: uh-huh (laughs) uh-huh like try to match speeds for each person it's kind of (laughs) like dealing with the
3: greatest horror odd couple imaginable you've got like you've got the sincere on one side the you've got the felix and you've got the oscar on the other end and you're just centered there in the middle as neil simon trying to suss out the that's a great analogy Um, and they're
2: they're wonderful gentlemen too seriously oh yeah they were both together i I, uh, they they gave me both of them definitely gave me the feeling of just like we're friends now. Let's just talk about the horror you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And, like, that. for me, that's, like, really, you know, humbling. It's very confidence-building. It makes it easier to talk to people. Um, but, yeah, I, we, you know, there were so many cool interviews. I mean, all I loved all the interviews we did, to be quite honest. It was really cool. For me, getting to to also talk to Zach Bynes and Richard Taylor. Oh, uh, which, I have a
3: fun story about them. Yeah.
1: Oh. So
2: shout out to Bolognium as well. That is Richard's band and also Zach Bynes for just being an amazing person. Check out the Trauma Talk podcast. Talk ta- 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 of so, Trauma, yeah. Talk of Trauma, yeah. Yeah. excuse
3: me. No, no, it's uh, all good. It's they, they rocked that con. They got mm-hmm. moved from the hallway into the main room, <laughs> wrote it like champs. They did a uh, how to make blood effects panel, and yeah. I and I I wish Matt that
0: had, room is never going to be the same
3: again. So <laughs> I will I will tell you, I will tell your lovely audience that um, Matt went Matt went to go purchase something at one of the vendor booths, and I was like, I'm going to go up to their panel and get footage of their panel. Yeah. it'll be a good filler. And I got there near the back end of it, and as they were pumping the blood and everything, their initial tubing didn't work out. Their sprayer didn't work, so they got a tube oh, yeah, and Zach binds is. Blowing it through the tube and they got the little fake arm and Richard's got it on and he's flailing it around and I have video footage of him flailing the blood around and there's this woman in the back <laughs> corner with a with a shirt that said, like, don't mess with me or something like that. I, I don't know what it was, but, like, it's a white shirt. It's a bright white shirt. He starts <laughs> spraying
0: white to a horror guy. Wears white.
2: To you're a just asking.
3: it's not the phrase you're just asking for. It's just like you, you just might want to prepare better than that. You know what I'm saying? Fair enough. But like he starts spraying the blood, and then all of a sudden you hear a huh! and I uh-huh. I'm like and I couldn't. Ca- I'm looking at the whole thing, so I didn't see it right away myself. But next thing I see is Richard Taylor going, "Oh my god, oh my god, I'm so sorry, and I'm sorry." He had pushed a little bit of fake blood onto her white, bright white shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like the most apologetic that I've ever seen them. And I was just like... The reason I, for that. How, how,
2: I, was, how was her reaction? Did she, she, was, it,
3: she was she cool was cool as a cucumber. Okay, cool. She the only thing that's that might have shocked her a second yeah. was the fact that it happened. <laughs> right. Like, but once that's passed, she was just like, I knew what I signed up for. I came to a horror convention. A good, yeah, good it's ever, never ever, coming, ever, coming out. out. Yeah, no, no, it's not. No, it's, it's not. never that's coming turned turned out. out. Yeah, yeah. That's right. she's
2: gonna, but she's gonna have that as like a memory for forever now. Like, if she's like this re- is where re- she got blowed. Yeah. But. Like, that's that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's, like, the cool things that you could experience at this festival mm-hmm. is that you might experience a prop malfunction and somebody just gets bleeded all over. Ble- <laughs> blood. 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 Blood
3: all My over. Apologies. Blooded. Ble- I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> ble- blooded. I'm glad that was the lie. I brought in the baby seal <laughs> and I blooded it. Blood. <laughs> You got to do good, mom.
1: He's going to do good. He going to make you bleed. Me no sleeping garage now. <laughs> he going to get fish out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry to anybody who is unfortunately named Igor. <laughs> <laughs> who would name their kid
0: Igor? That's like someone naming yeah. their kid Damien.
2: Well, you, know what? you, know? No. Just, you, you know, know what? Now you you've do. just opened
3: the door for my first child's name. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Igor Eastman. <laughs> Damien the Eagle.
0: I like it. <laughs> Igor Eastman. Igor Damien <laughs> Eastman. Just
3: imagine. I-D-E. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. I, I, I'm going with this. Future wife, look we, we, we out. Can
2: make, we can make that your name on the show is Zach Igor or Z- Igor Zach. Oh, oh,
3: son of Igor. Son of Igor. Yeah. <laughs> Zach of
2: Igor. What oh, hump? Throws the switch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, even, but shout out to Richard Taylor again and uh, Zach Bynes. Totally sweet dudes. Mm-hmm. It was also like a surreal moment for me because I'm also a fan of Trauma, so getting to talk to Zach and b- both of them, and also just getting to hear Zach's stories a All little right. bit of you know what he worked on with Trauma. It was it was really surreal because it's like I think a lot of people who you know love Trauma, they only see it through the screen and don't really get to see a lot of behind the scenes stuff until you do, and then it's just like. I can't believe I get to learn somewhat about the machinations that went into to make some of these movies happen, mm. and learning about Poltergeist and like how you know the some of the effects that he did on that, and just hearing about it, it it's kind, of, it, in a way, it is like getting an access past the veil, you know, yeah. like uh, because again, it's through the screen. It's, That's the most it, experience you it, get. It,
3: it demystifies the process a bit more for you, and it gives exactly. you a better perspective. I've I've known Zach for two years now through that podcast that he does and with we did a recent chat with Lloyd on on his love of Golden Age Hollywood and with he respect to you okay. yeah well it, well that's the thing that's one of those things I got a much better respect out of trauma from being friends with Zach mm-hmm. to see him working the con though. And to really engage with people around him, and to different
1: different
0: take,
3: yeah, it's a very different take, and it was one that I was very happy to see. Like he was like, I don't think I'd ever seen him that relaxed before. He was he was having so much fun. Like Uh, you know, he's always prepared and like he's 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 very efficient. Like you know, like it's he's very meticulous. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. And like I mean, Richard was even more laid back because he's just like I. It's almost like Richard hadn't gotten out of the house for a while. I was just like, I'm so happy to see you in your wonderful suit. You're, You're just looking great, sir.
2: I mean, that's literally what he said. I hope I'm not like I don't want to mean across a boundary by speaking for him, but like he's just like yeah now getting used to not being introverted as much. Yeah, Yeah. I'm just like man, I feel
0: that. (laughs) Well, I don't think I don't think you're uh, speaking past him because I ran into him. I came in with him with them for your guys's podcast because they were in the elevator and of course they'd been on the show before so it was kind of like hey just catching up yeah what you doing guys (laughs) (laughs) we're like we you interviewing us nope Uh, everybody else is
3: you you know how i knew the spark was still in him is when we just started talking about looney tunes for a couple minutes and Mm, i was just like oh no the spark's still there for him he's still he's still alive he's still kicking yep it'll never change but like yeah that was like I'm glad that they got moved into the main room too cuz that was just like they people yeah. need to see the yeah. wares that they've got. They've mm-hmm. got that massive uh, that massive spread of all the stuff that they've culminated over the last like 10 to 15 years like it's it's fantastic to see. Yeah. Um but yeah, like the and that's just one of those things of like we didn't even talk about the costume contest yet, like that. Oh yeah, no, that, that, that that's was another whole part. A, a prelude to that is that there was a wonderful gentleman walking around as Michael Myers, which Halloween's my franchise, so that was a wonderful was treat committed. for me. Yeah, I respect it. this is how wonderfully comfortable did I felt. Not great character. No, he didn't. That's when I you saw this out of me, and yeah. I'm and I'm glad I did it because I would have felt weird if I hadn't. I felt so comfortable at this con that he walked by me and I just went, "Hey, Mike." <laughs> <laughs> it was creepy because someone thought he was a prop because we were sitting <laughs> on.
0: So, someone so thought him, he was a
2: prop. Him and gender swap in head. Yeah. Him. So Colleen. Co- Colleen. Yeah. Colleen.
0: So we're sitting on the third floor and we're looking across the way and I'm just sitting there waiting for the elevator and this group of people come waiting with us and they're looking. Oh, that's an impressive prop. And they're talking and then they look back and Michael's gone. <laughs> 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 this chick goes in a complete meltdown oh. like,
2: oh,
1: my God. Is that the Man? <laughs> no,
2: it like, gets better. And funny enough, there was, on the first day, there was a dude as Jason, mm-hmm. and he was having a stare-off with, like, another another uh, another patron. But I didn't know he was actually a dude. I legit thought it was just another statue that was yeah. just put up in the bar area. And so as I walk by to, like, go order drinks <laughs> from me and Zach – the dude moves. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so Is
3: that the one who had the t- Friday 2 Jason look about him? Yes. Okay, yes, so I, like, I yeah. saw that guy stirring a cup of coffee. That was surreal for me. <laughs> <laughs> so Fridays, am I right? <laughs> they're
0: the worst. <laughs> so we're, we're sitting in the elevator. Elevator finally comes. We're just sitting there. The door starts to close. And all of a sudden, the machete hand comes through. <laughs>
2: That's great. That dude I hauled love- balls because <laughs> it's the Michael that
0: we just saw, like, on the other floor, yeah. catty corners. This dude ran to get to the elevator <laughs> and then just stood in the elevator I just- next to the chick that just had the meltdown and just breathed. Heavily. Oh my God! <laughs> that was it. because
2: oh. he's, he's catching his breath. He's just, he's, he's just like, "Fuck, yeah, <laughs> I gotta, gotta
0: get out of here
3: now. <laughs> I need my inhaler." <laughs> as, as
2: there's this Michael More running carbio.
0: through the Embassy Suites, tripping, yep. just trying to keep his Can't composure. Can't see shit out of that mask. Like, God
3: damn it! And
0: that woman is just <laughs> petrified. Oh, that poor lady.
3: Oh God! It, it and that, then
0: the doors open to get off. Michael doesn't move. He just stands there and continues to breathe heavily. (laughs) That woman got out of there so damn fast. He had had
3: the blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. (laughs)
0: It was, uh, it, it, Zach even pointed that out. He was
2: just like, you got to imagine how many people came here for just a regular vacation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, I, and I saw them, too. We'll say, I Martha, is
3: that a clown over there, but he's got a machete in his hands? Oh, my Ooh, gosh. There oh, so many kids. Careful, so mother.
2: Like, I was like, these kids are handling it pretty well. The parents are the ones that are getting wigged out. There was one dude who ro- rode with us in the elevator who was, he was definitely on his own trip. And, like, he he got off on the wrong floor, which kind of indicated that I knew he was on his own trip because mm-hmm. he thought he was on, like, the fourth floor and we were getting off on the second floor. And he started just walking around on the second floor like he knew where he was going. And I can only imagine, like, the shock this dude must have had when he got here. Maybe still high at the time, came around the corner Ooh. and just sees a Michael or Jason or you know or Pinhead just standing there. That's why it's
1: important
3: <laughs> to read signs before you walk <laughs> into anywhere high. There,
0: there was a couple of those moments where all I heard was, "Oh
2: hell no!" <laughs> <laughs> somebody running the other direction. Yep. Oh great God! Th- it, it was it made me laugh. I, that's what I was really listening for. I was like, who's going to actually get? legit scared by being shocked that oh hell no
3: <laughs> and it's a hotel you have no idea if Sa- scatman crothers can save you at this point i mean like that's I, it was interesting having it in a hotel because I don't yeah. think I've ever been to a hotel convention before. I've only been to convention no? center once. Yeah. Right. So like this was interesting to watch how all the rooms, uh, individual suites were decked out for like screening rooms. Uh, the Ours was the interview room mm-hmm. for one of them. Um, but it, like, it had a really good community about it. Um, yeah. Zach was actually interviewing Keith Garcia um, about horror programming. And um, I wish more people had attended it, and I hope they bring him back because – it's just an intimate setting. You have Keith sitting there and he's expounding upon what goes into programming a horror movie, let alone any movie in a theater. Mm -hmm. Like that's like that education that you get within that spectrum. And then on the other end of it, you have like a talk and trauma music video party going on late at night. Like, There was never a point where any of the madness stopped which was wonderful. Like and that madness is a endearing term in the regards of a horror convention in my mind. So
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I would say
2: even like what I think it's really cool about it. So obviously this whole convention is gonna pertain to a lot of horror fans, horror elitists, if you even if you just like dabble in horror a little bit and want to experience it. But I also think is really cool about it is that it's very welcoming to people who don't really watch it and only watch it with like a spouse or a friend and they get a different experience from horror and like obviously on pure hp we champion that a lot of you know try not to get scared try not to literally get so scared away from it that you don't ever want to come back because mm-hmm. it's a beautiful art it's a beautiful medium that you should oh come yeah, back absolutely. To. Um, And I think festivals like this, with how it's curated and how it's organized, makes it easier for people to get more into it, you know, whether it's, you know, something as easy of a table of, you know, movies that you can check out and ask all the questions you want for what something you might want to actually watch um, and not get terrified by too much to even just like talking to people and getting to know why they dive into horror why are they inspired by horror why do they put that into their heart you know why does somebody make a diorama out of serial killers getting caught you know getting this experience and getting to talk to people and getting a new world perspective in a horizon that you never thought you could add to your own i think is so so enriching and i think it's such a huge miss out if you don't come to these things Because I know that a lot of people I've talked to kind of like had this idea that it was going to be a big over-the-top, you know, uh, like E3 type of thing. And I tell people, I'm like, it's more about the community. It's more about the love for horror itself. It's more about seeing all these people that put their heart into this, whether they have worked on films or they do art or they make stuff or they're in podcasting or what have you. Um, You get to really get enriched by so many people that have such a huge passion in their heart one medium that honestly if I obviously because I am but if I wasn't a horror fan these past three days would have definitely turned me into one
3: yeah it's like we've talked about this before about the different subsects and genres that horror has because it's not just one thing it's a collection of different subgenres that Mm -hmm. form the general concept of our fears and anxieties Yeah, and if we aren't participating in the same communal experience as say a movie theater the conventions the next logical evolution of that like we can watch it at home but then we've got a whole group of people Yeah you want to wanna, you don't yeah. want to keep it all to yourself because yeah, exactly. you're like oh right. that scared the shit out of me I want to connect
0: everyone on
2: it
3: Exactly <laughs> I need somebody else to validate my my belief that Donald Donald Pleasant's shaking Daniel Harris and Halloween Five is about the most <laughs> insane thing imaginable for the Halloween franchise. I just need somebody else to validate me, and a convention can provide that because you need another fan sooner or later. Yeah, like, sooner yeah. or later, I'll find the person who validates my theory. <laughs> but, you know, like, and on top of that, like, we've had a scary last year and a half. Yeah. Isn't it cool to just sit in a room with a bunch of other people embracing the fear rather than giving into it?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah, I I just think that's what's, I mean, just, yeah, that's what's cool about it. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. (laughs)
0: You're fine. Go ahead.
2: Uh, It's just, again, I I think my biggest pull away was just seeing people who, again, what, you know, regardless of how much you're into horror or not, just seeing it on their faces, seeing, like, they had a good time, that they are smiling that and it's not even of course it's part they're getting out and doing something right but that part of it is that like it, you could see the impact that it made on them you could see the impact of whether it was that they just went to check out the vendors or they went to panels or they went to the costume contest or everything um just the fact that they were having fun and they had this enjoyment like it felt organic it didn't feel like anybody was having a terrible time um i and, saw and
3: nobody feeling disgruntled frustrated anything
2: i did see i did see one girl who was having trouble breathing but that was for different <laughs> reasons entirely <laughs> mm-hmm. you can't you can't really blame I think that was festival. a vape misfire honestly <laughs> <It's a> vape <laughs> misfire. <laughs> could be could be breathing through an actual like you know rubber mask could yeah. be um but yeah i i think that was just like so disarming about it it's just like how natural it felt and until you like stood outside and looked at it from an outside perspective of just like there's a horror convention going on. Mm -hmm. When you're inside it and you're talking to these people it's just very natural and I think that's what's really cool about it is that it's one of those few times where you feel at home. I, I compared it to the gathering of the juggalos and the reason you I was, did. And the reason I did is because if you watch any documentary about the gathering of the juggalos, the thing that I've always kind of appreciated is that no matter how they organized it, no matter how they set it up, no matter who they had on the roster, all these fans, all these people who are legitimately seeing themselves as a community, as family, just love coming out there and love being part of it. And although not to the same extreme with Colorado festival Horror. I did get a similar feel of that, of just you know, it's about horror we're excited to see what is here we're excited to experience it, to view it and to just check it out and invest in it, and from that, you saw community brew from it, you also saw this like family, this kind of natural feel. Yeah, you know, I don't, I'm kind of using family loosely because... I know, don't think it's an inappropriate yeah, term you, at you all. No, I don't think it's loose. Okay, cool. I just don't want to be, you know, the bleeding heart, or the bled heart. I think <laughs> I already
3: did that by no, making I think it bleeding, an inspirational bleeding, No, 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 it's <laughs> bled. No, Bleach no, bleeding, we made the correction. Now I'm just going to oh, do bled from now on. It's blooded. That was it's the term. Blooded. <laughs> blooded.
2: Blooded. <laughs>
0: But blooded, <laughs> blooded is what we were this is looking a good place for. To end the it.
3: blooded, <laughs> the bloodening in select cinemas now.
0: So, what was your gentleman's best takeaway? The one moment that you're like, God damn, that w- It doesn't get any cooler than that.
2: I think, honestly, for me, if if you're making me pick one, which yes. is extremely fucking hard, I know. But if I'm gonna pick, I'm one. I'm that asshole. It was. It was definitely my talk with Barry McLean Jr. Like talking to him. Like if it on. Uh, not to go too far out of bounds, but it definitely felt like I was talking to a friend that I haven't talked to in a very, very, very long time. Like, somebody that I grew up in the same neighborhood with type of feel. Because, right. like, this dude had the same energy that I was experiencing throughout, everyone, uh, throughout the entire festival. But he was, like, the best example of it. Like, he was that living example of it. Not saying that no one else was, but just talking to him, getting that electrifying experience from him was very very like confidence building and then also there was one other moment that did happen okay but it was it was more of a behind the scenes moment of when you kind of gave me a little oh. a little guidance that no. that, that, made that made me running high that made me running high
0: you're fine
3: <laughs> um i will th- i would have to say honestly um it was the it was the story that i just told about watching somebody dressed up as michael myers just walk by me and i just can go <laughs> casually hey mike and that's and that's it. But if I if I have another overall takeaway is, is that you know this being an inaugural con, we're all getting our bearings and whatnot. But also just watching what we can all do to cover it and to celebrate it, and watching the gentleman across from me killing it with every interview we gave on the floor, Aww. going under duress with everybody wandering around the vendor booth and watching him just kill it with that microphone, getting those interviews down to the five minutes flat. I talk way too much. This guy is is an example of how to actually, like, time yourself to a T. And so... so Gotta hit the post. Yeah, so just to watch his... uh, Just to watch him on the floor just killing it and getting the privilege to film it. That That was one of my biggest takeaways, is watching one of my favorite horror fans of the last two years since I've known him to get him just to, to get him into the wild and experiencing the fun collective community Aww. out there, you know. Sure. See, I told you s- I have the bleeding heart. It's <laughs> all saccharine now. Well, but for, yeah.
2: like confident, like you deserve credibility too, because I wouldn't be able to do it without you having you there getting my back throughout the entirety of it
3: no Aww. i was i hey was happy shucks. to be there i mean i i mean apart from that also like i will actually i do have something here because we didn't really touch on the costume contest but watching the parade of people right i would never been to a costume contest at any convention I, I don't know why i just never really participated in it really i just i go to my booth that i want to go to find weird antiques from old time radio and then i move on but okay, fair uh, but this one i was capturing with the camera and i was trying to get a good angle and there was not There was a couple of people surrounding me, so I was like, all right, I'll try to find the best angle from the bottom. And one woman was dressed as Freddy Um, Krueger. And she came up near the, I think she was the last one on the roster um, doing the display. And I was at the right angle because she came out and she did a slash across her throat. Yeah, and then did a did a nice little odd for the audience where I was mm-hmm. just like, "I've got the best angle yeah. here," and that was like, she even screamed, she even did that. Yeah, ah, was yeah good. She that did. was she, great. I I was just like, I was just an obvious. It's like this is exactly the right image. That, to to tell people like you need to keep coming back to this thing like <laughs> if this doesn't happen again next year I'll be super disappointed
0: but <laughs> it's it it's it's on the books I'm sure you guys will see us back with it woo I can't wait no no doubt about it well yeah. I'm glad you guys liked the cosplay contest <laughs> that was that was fun I don't no, I don't normally judge I I'm I'm the Simon Cowell of the group on that one no. <laughs>
3: it was it I was, was a little harsh. I feel you. It's more like it's it's more just watching them like have fun with the costumes that they created. There yes. was like I yeah. mean, actually the one Jason that I thought would be in the contest wasn't in the contest. Yeah, was the I more, was just a little surprised about yeah, that too. That, I, the, I was
2: like, where the fuck is J? Is he actually back at Crystal Lake? Yeah, <laughs>
3: he's still stirring some, his coffee.
0: Well, there was probably <laughs> but yeah
3: it's still you know brooding.
0: Good point. good point. I didn't even consider that. <laughs> didn't even think about that. He no, had I a mean rough the day. Jason <laughs> that we did have was good and. He made it all the way to the end. But, yeah, there was only one Jason and one one Michael.
3: Yep. One, well, there's only one Michael Myers. There there's on. only one Boogeyman. My only friend. one <laughs> Boogeyman. Uh,
0: well, gentlemen, believe it or not, that's that's an hour. Woo. Flew by. That's just like that. That's so, what happens when you have fun. It is what happens when you're fun. Uh, so let's ask some questions because this is the one question that I always ask, especially uh, from someone in your genre. Why is punk rock in fucking horror? Explain why, 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 why? What's the t- what is the, the 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 merging of heavy metal and horror? Well, so I mean, what what was punk rock? Right? It was supposed to be the yes. movement of
2: counterculture of yes. doing things yourself, standing against the man, doing your own thing. Whereas horror has done a lot of the same things in the Hollywood landscape at all, where you had you know, and I, I'm trying to like just kind of do do the quick response. But, like, you have Die Hard. You have all these big, huge, you know, high-budget movies. And I always say Die Hard. And the reason for that, <coughs> excuse me, is because almost everybody's seen Die Hard, right? You, and if you haven't, you know about Die Hard. You know it's a movie that's argued if it's a Christmas movie or not. You know Hans it's Gruber's a, part of it. It's a,
0: it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, there's,
2: <laughs> there's even bands that, you know, theme themselves after Die Hard. But on the reverse scale of that, on the other dynamic, after all the romantic movies, after all the drama, after all the soap operas, after all the comedies, all their schlick and schlock, you see <laughs> horror that sees that and schlick and schlock, capitalizes it, and puts it in its own way. Mm-hmm. It okay. makes it its own thing. and. Horror to me has always been that one genre that has been willing to say "fuck you." I am gonna make the movie I want to make. I'm gonna include the themes I want to include, and I'm gonna make it that I want to make it. I don't give a shit if you don't like it. I'm not making it for you. I'm making it because I like it, and I know other people out there will like this. Yeah, and those are the people that I want to like this. And right. For me, that's, that's a p- pearl of wisdom right there, ladies I and agree. gentlemen. Goddamn! And what's more punk rock than that? Right? Saying like "fuck you," you can't tell me. What is good music? You can't tell me what is music that attaches to people. You can't tell me what a message is. You can critique it as much as you want, but you cannot critique the value that it brings to my life. So get fucked. And that's that's why we've con- that's why Here's we made the, the bitch punk fork. rock. Exactly. Yeah. That's why we made the punk rock horror podcast because there's all o- in t- in our opinions and we're going to champion it as much as we can. There's always a brotherhood, a sisterhood, a familyhood between punk rock and horror. Yes. There is always has been. There's I mean the one movie I always like to kind of think of that is a little on the nose but not so direct is Return of the Living Dead yeah Yeah. I mean whether you look at the aesthetic or how it was made or how it came to be it's a badass movie it is a punk rock movie in its own right and then even on side of the, and on the other side of that, with music, we have horror punk bands. We have rockabilly. We have, you know, Misfits. For fuck's sake, are probably the most popular
1: <laughs> horror punk band. You
2: regard, you know, whether you disagree with it or not. Like, Front two
0: four two versus mis- Misfits. Uh, for, wait, which was was it? Front two four two, uh, Misfits. I don't okay, want to
2: throw out the spot. I can't decide. Now I have to like analyze it. Now you're like making me like divide. What if we made it into do- a
3: saw game? Would that help? Yeah.
0: That, that, <laughs> I can throw I, Alice Cooper in there for fuck's sake. And oh, just God, that's not, oh that's
3: gonna make it worse. I, 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 don't do that. I'll, I'll choose Alice but, in a heartbeat. But that's, that's the my point, go. though. Like right, like right. there's
0: there's
2: an even bigger just like amount of people that love horror so much they made it into music. God's yeah. sakes, Alice Cooper is as big as he is because he incorporated horror into his shows. The, the original rock
3: monster. Yeah, sense. exactly.
2: And he, I would eat, not my favorite. But I would still even argue like KISS hopped on the horror train Mm. with putting more horror aesthetic into how they look or their props, what have you. Definitely not as much horror as like Alice Cooper or even Guar. Um
3: well, it's hard to touch Quark. <laughs> it's very hard to touch Quark. Quark c- climbed the mountain and then broke the ladder so that nobody else could get up there. They, <laughs> they, they saw
2: an equally taller mountain
3: <laughs> and made that their mountain is what they did. They just kind of chill they out. They just
0: covered it with splooge and blood <laughs> and made it their own thing. <laughs> Gene Simmons is on the other mountain. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> <laughs>
3: c-caw, c-caw. I Like that Gene Simmons is a bird here. Ducky, ducky. <laughs> but <laughs> have not you ever seen a Kiss concert? No, I've never been to a Kiss concert. Oh I, my god, I have been to a uh, Alice Cooper concert. That was my first concert ever. Gene Simmons flies in sometimes.
0: Oh really? <laughs> sometimes, yeah. <huh>? <laughs> 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 Just what he's he probably doesn't do that anymore.
3: He's. We should make him. Do he's <laughs> a bit older, <laughs> <laughs>
2: a little rickety. But yeah, I mean that's what it is, man. Like, and I guess my other my other example is Evil Dead Two. That's probably, like, one of the – it is my favorite movie of all time. Anybody who listens to the show knows that. But the way it came to be, the way it came to life is very just, like, fucking punk rock at how it happened because it was never intended to
0: happen. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, for the the fans around the world, where do they – how can they stalk you? Where do they find you? So they can definitely stalk
2: us on all major podcasting platforms, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, PodFM. And if you want to follow us directly, please do that on Facebook at Punk Rock Horror Podcast or on our Twitter at PRHP, or Instagram Punk Rock Horror, Horror Podcast there as well. You can also follow me directly on Instagram at the undead Matt, and I'm going to plug Cody because he isn't here. But you can also follow him on Twitter at uh, Krampus Cody, and for
3: Zach, oh uh, yeah, I'm on um, at Zach Real Nerd on Twitter. That's R E E L. Um, and I'm also I'm part of two other podcasts uh at Real Nerds. Um Are that's still going?
0: I haven't seen you guys in like ages. Of course probably we've, haven't had a con for ages.
3: We've we've still we're, we we were still running the cons as far back as 2019. I so remember. when we we've moved to Zoom since uh since the pandemic hit. So we haven't been we got in the room last night to record Film Explosion 20, two, 2001 where nice. we were going through the top 10 there. Um, And I do a show called Yesteryear Ballyhoo Review where we talk about a film pre-1968, discuss the history and the context behind it, and also kick it around a little bit and have some laughs with it. Um, And that's uh, at Ballyhoo Review on Twitter, R-E-V-U-E um so yeah you can find me on instagram too at, at real Nerd zach. so um i'm all over the place if you know where to find matt you'll also know where to find me
2: yeah and also just to make it clear because we will announce it more but zach is officially coming on the show he's uh-huh. gonna be mm-hmm. he's not gonna be as much hosting as he's gonna be taking on more filming stuff we'll announce it more as we go a little more forward yeah but uh you know again just thank you for having us on here smurf it's been a blast talking about horror talking about the horror convention Um, And just
0: getting to hang out in a studio that I am so, so enamored by. (laughs) Well, and I I, I appreciate you guys here. And I know Krampus Cody is a father. He gave birth to his own little ghoul. And um, that's just surprising. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: and <laughs> Yeah, he's he's very much like he's on
0: paternity leave being a happy. You know what? Right and now. he better name that child after me, I swear to God. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's After not. having to listen to Papa Danky
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I actually even it's funny because I, I had a I had a date like literally later that night that. after oh, no. the podcast <laughs> and I talked about that goddamn Papa Yeah, oh, the no. date is just like, what did is it, wrong with you? <laughs> did it go well? Did it, oh, yeah. Did she okay. was totally Good, in. So I welcome. mean, she was, she was in. <laughs> She's just like, wow. <laughs> they call him this Papa is, Yeah, this is, you know, like first you date's in. You're like, your stand is still there. And I'm telling her about a serial killer. This is great, you know. <laughs> That's an
3: endurance test. That <laughs> is. So you like true
0: crime? Cool. I can fill up the next that hour. Is, yeah, we could go hours for... Horror and film for me. but <laughs> Nothing's
3: going to stop us now, Jefferson Air. Pl- Jefferson Starship. Pl- there you <laughs> go, Jefferson Air. Shame <laughs> I, I, on you. I got it. I, I corrected myself. I caught, caught it. Yourself. <laughs> I caught myself. Fair enough.
0: Well, gentlemen, thank you for coming into the studio. I appreciate you taking time out of your horrific day to stop by the studio and and say hi. Uh, This probably won't be the last time you're on, I'm sure. Uh, As we move forward, there are repeat offenders. uh, Always welcome. But uh, in the meantime, guys, have fun. I look forward to hearing your wrap-ups, and I've seen your interviews because yeah. I was there, of, of but okay. they they went well, and you guys will have to tune in to the Punk Rock Horror Podcast for sure. But in the meantime, run fast, laugh hard, and always be kind. Good night.